Welcome to the Crunchy Club, where we talk about all things holistic wellness, alternative treatments, medical freedom, low-tox lifestyles, and natural remedies. But most importantly, I hope to empower you to be your own best doctor and health advocate. I'm your host, Haley Manis, a certified clinical herbalist and health coach. I have healed from Lyme disease, mold, and parasites that went undiagnosed for over 15 years by Western medicine. I am the founder of Roots and Leaves, an herbal remedies company, and The Crunchy Club, an online wellness membership off of censored social media platforms. Welcome to the club. We have Kristen Turpin with us from Radiant Holistic Healing. She is an expert on so many things, especially gut health, and she is going to be chatting with us today about all of her wonderful knowledge. So thank you so much for joining us, Kristen. Hey, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, if you want to just start off by telling us a little bit about your own health journey and how you got into what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that a lot of people that get started in this holistic, you know, natural medicine world are ones that themselves have struggled or someone they know, you know, their daughter, their son, their wife, someone in their family. And then it just changes how they understand because then they know they can actually get real healing when you just get to the root of it. Um, and so totally. my biggest, my, mine started on, honestly, even goes as far as back as childhood. And I know um, a lot of people hear that, but it's the truth. You know, I um, had learning problems when I was young and so I had dyslexia, but I'm 41 years old and, you know, gosh, 30 33 years ago, they didn't know what dyslexia was. So they kept putting me in all these special classes and I couldn't learn. I couldn't excel or anything like that. So finally, my mom held me back in the fourth grade after she fought the school system to hold me back in kindergarten. But I was so behind. It was the only way for me to catch up. And then when I did, I got made fun of really bad by the kids that I left, the ones that were in the a grade above me. They called me dumb, stupid, failure, retarded, um, a loser, you know, all the mean things. And, um, you know, as a nine-year-old, I didn't know how to process that at all. And when anything bad happens to us in our life, we developed beliefs, perspectives, and coping mechanisms in order to keep, keep continue to fit in with the crowd. Because our whole world is about trying to fit in with the crowd, be a part of the clan, the, the group. You know, before in the middle of, you know, long, long time ago, we all had a community. We all had a group. We, so that's innate in us is to belong. So then I told myself, well, I'll be skinny, beautiful, popular, smart, all the things. So then I'll be in a box of protection, which ended up being my prison so that no one could make fun of me again. Well, you know, of course, people still make fun of you, not to the extreme, but um, I developed an eating disorder um, when I was 12, kind of got past that. Then I became bulimic, had to go get help for the bulimia. Um, then that came back and the doctor prescribed me Adderall. Then I became addicted to Adderall and then I stopped taking Adderall and then I just became addicted to overexercising. So it was always I was trying to kill something inside of me that I hated. There was some sort of term oil that I couldn't deal with internally. So I, I chose the external environment to cope. Um, but then I wanted to have a baby. I got, uh, I wanted to, I got married, I wanted to have a baby and I couldn't get pregnant because I was exercising way too much and my hormones were off. So I started to go acupuncture, you know, do some more naturally stuff. So I kind of always had that in my head. Um, and I got pregnant quite quick. Um, but then after the birth of my son, my world was shaken because I couldn't keep up with this lifestyle of being perfect, 
going to the gym for hours, meal prepping for hours, all the things to keep my internal environment calm and me in control. So with that being said, um, my sleep started being horrible. I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning to nurse my baby, to be at the hospital because I was there full time at that time in my life. Um, at four, I'd be there at six in the morning. So you could imagine I was just absolutely exhausted, burning the candle at both ends. Um, and then over time, that stress took a massive toll on my body. I started to develop food sensitivities. I started to couldn't sleep anymore. I mean, up all night, my adrenals went Wonko bonkers because I was so stressed. I kept waking up at like four o'clock in the morning and couldn't go back to bed. And then all just all these things started happening. And, and it wasn't the medical system that helped me. It was them telling me, this is what you got to do. You got to take, I developed Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease because of that traumatic stress. And, um, you know, they were not helpful and it made me search my own path and avenue down to what wellness was and how to actually heal this. And why was I having blood sugar imbalances? Why was my sleep affected? Why were all these things happening just because of stress and not being able to manage? Well, I stopped working for full time at the hospital, only started working on weekends and I started going into work later. So I gave myself permission to just lay on the couch and relax. You know, there are times in our life where exercise does not suit us all the time. There are things we are told that we should always do, but then in the moment, it's not necessarily what's suiting us. So it's really getting back into what's good for you in that time. What's what's good for your body? And my body wanted to lay on the couch and walk to the driveway and back. And that was it. Created massive healing for me. I finally allowed myself permission to heal. Um, and then that's what started my journey of going back to school to be a holistic nutritionist. And since then, I have put my autoimmune disease in remission. I still take thyroid medicine because unfortunately I did cause some damage there. Um, will it be that I could lower my thyroid medicine over time? Absolutely. But I did get pregnant shortly after, which is a stressor on the body. And I nursed my baby for 15 months, which is another massive stressor on the body. So I've recently, that's probably been about six months ago. My body's really starting to come back into rhythm. So yeah, the option to get better, completely from the, the Hashimoto's is definitely still there. And that's the beauty of the body, right? It's yes. all, you can heal it all. So that's what led me here. And now I get to help people all over the country, um, heal their guts, heal their bodies, and specifically really work on the mind aspect of it. Um, you know, while you're working on the food and the, the sensitivities and the leaky gut and all of it, all of it starts in the gut period. It's yeah. That's where the dysregulation occurs. Absolutely. Yeah. That is, yeah. I love your story. Obviously I've heard it before. Um, but I'm so glad that the community gets to hear, um, that stress and overworking and the mind and all of that interplays with our health and especially our gut, which like you said, everything starts in the gut. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I want to deep dive a little bit more into your knowledge about gut health. I'm just going to kind of let you go with, with what you want to tell us about gut health and what are some signs that maybe your gut is imbalanced and what are some things you can do to start to correct it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, first of all, your gut microbiome, why does stress even cause leaky gut in the first place? Because I think everybody, you know, stress can be anything. For me, it wasn't necessarily the food, but if you are consuming um, un, 
organic food or not organic meats, you're causing leaky gut every time because they have antibiotics and antibiotics kill the healthy microbes that are in the gut microbiome that are there to digest our food, to make vitamins and minerals to circulate through the body. They are where everything starts. And the biggest thing is, is that the immune system sits right behind the gut. And why is that? Is because you are literally eating food from the, the outside world. It's foreign and you could have E. coli or you could have, you know, um, staff and you could have anything, you know, salmonella. And the, the goal of it is for the gut microbiome to sense it immediately that, hey, there's something foreign, attack it, kill it. And you not even notice that it came into the body at all. Same thing with colds and flus and things like that. Um, that's the job of the microbiome. But and then there's a microbiome that gets a signal like, OK, there is something foreign in here. Let's open up the, 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 the gut and cause leaks in it. So leaky gut is actually a, a, a very normal, good mechanism, but it is when it becomes chronic is the problem. And if you're chronically stressed, you are chronic. You always have leaky gut no matter what, because cortisol, which is the hormone of stress, which is what doesn't allow you to sleep really good at night if it's very high. And when you your body thinks you're running from a tiger or a lion, your digestion's completely shut off. It's not time to go take a poop or a pee and eat a meal when you're running from a tiger. It's time to run. So digestion stops. So you also cause an even bigger stress on the body. Um, but Cortisol specifically breaks down that leak, leak that gut barrier, and it continues to keep allowing it to open up. And that's what leaky gut is. It's where the, the junctions of the gut begin to open. And it's a good thing when there is salmonella in the gut microbiome. When that happens, you want the gut to leak so the immune system can get in and kill it. But it's when you start to create this dysregulation because of stress and the food you eat and things like that, that just cause leaky gut, that then food particles start to slip out. So that pineapple that's supposed to be for health and wellness and vitality becomes an attack because the gut leaks and it allows that, that pineapple to leak out. And the, the body doesn't know the difference between it being a pineapple, a virus or a bacteria. So it's going to uh, elicit, elicit an immune response. And when that chronic state of immune response happens because you've created leaky gut um, with stress, taking antibiotics, you are dysregulating that barrier and it keeps open. So I've had people have um, very weird symptoms, even, you know, just headaches, brain fog, all that's leaky gut, um, joint pain, thyroid, Hashimoto's, uh, fibromyalgia, diabetes, everything because diabetes is considered a non-immune disease now it's not not just diabetes type 1 and type 2 are completely classified as autoimmune um and making sure you get that gut lining to go back into that beautiful you know tightness is the key to what health by all means um and so eliminating foods like if the pineapple is causing the response is something to do you can do that with a food sensitivity test um, but if you are having like diarrhea or you know you switch between diarrhea and constipation diabetes or constipation or your bowels inflamed or you have bloating and gas brain fog um all the autoimmune diseases any of them high blood pressure is considered uh, an autoimmune response to the body so anything that you have is going to cause leaky gut or gut leaky gut sits at the root of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think something that's really cool for people to know that came on my radar about leaky gut a couple years ago is that our gut is only one cell wall thick. Yeah, that's it. It's the the, the thickness of a strand of hair. Yes, it's thin. You know, Very thin. it has to be, though, because you have to be able to fill and churn and the muscle of the gut has to move through, move through, move food through there. And there's things that stop that movement stress because you stop digestion, which is the peristalsis that moves the foods and you can actually absorb the vitamins and minerals. But if you're stressed, your body thinks you're running from a tiger and it was just because some person cut you off on the road. It takes your body, by the way, eight hours to recover from that, that anger that you feel, that frustration and that stress, one stressful event takes your body eight hours to recover. So if you are constantly moving from one stress to the next, you have created leaky gut in the body. Yes. And I, I love your explanation of the leaky gut. I think that for some people, leaky gut can seem like a really complicated topic and it's really not. I loved your explanation of it. It was very well explained and not too complicated. So that's great. And I think that Um, there's a couple of things in regard to leaky gut other than than stress that I'd like to talk about. One is gluten because I definitely read a study. I read a study that when you eat gluten, I think within like five seconds, it opens up your gut lining or something like that. I don't know if you've read that. And then obviously the effects that alcohol has on your gut lining. So can you talk to those two things? Yeah, definitely. And now the thing to remember is that everybody is an individual. So all there's so many different things that will cause leaky gut, but Overall, grains uh, usually hold gluten in them. And even other grains are inflammatory to the body because they may not contain exactly gluten, but they contain something very similar to that. So that's why people have a really hard time with grains when they do find out they have leaky gut. They can't handle grains anymore, gluten ones or non-gluten ones. It's all of them. And it's because they share some sort of a similar property. The reason why gluten is so bad a lot of times is wheat is to dry wheat out. You, they dump glyphosate on top of it and that dries it out. So then they can actually use the wheat and, and, um, and food products and things. So a lot of times it's also just because it's saturated in pesticides, because if you go to a different country and you consume gluten, it does not do the same thing in the body. So there's so many, avenues of gluten but to be on the safe side and especially because we're all living in america if you feel like you have uh, leaky gut cutting the gluten out is the first thing i would do um dairy is the other one i would do dairy and gluten are probably the top two um causers of leaky gut and that happens because it's so irritating to the lining of the gut and because gluten is not the same gluten that we used to have a hundred years ago they've manipulated it they've They've changed the formula of it to where the human body just simply cannot handle it. And that elicits that immune response that we discussed in the beginning. It thinks it's foreign and it's not just a substance to help things stick together. It's become toxic. So to to get the immune system in, it creates the leaky gut. But if you are eating gluten at every meal, you are constantly going to have leaky gut. And the same thing with dairy, you know, people... I feel like they need to know why dairy is bad. Why dairy is bad is because, first of all, the protein molecules are like very, very, very long and the body cannot even digest that protein. That's number one. You can't even digest it. And the second thing is it doesn't even need added hormones. 
it, it, the hormones that are in milk naturally, you're making a calf the size of a cow, which is a ton. It weighs like a ton and they can walk when they come out of the, 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 the cow's body. So the hormones, the progesterone, the estrogen, the growth hormones are off the chart. And that is going to dysregulate your hormonal system, which your hormonal system also, if it's dysregulated, can cause leaky gut. Um, and then just the, the way they um, the pasteurize and they do all these chemical processes, it literally takes all of the vitamins and nutrients out of the milk. So you're not getting any nutrients. And people think that it's the, the, the calcium in milk that builds strong bones. But no, that dairy literally breaks your bones down because it's inflammatory and your bones are a good reservoir to neutralize the acidity and the inflammation in the body. So a lot of times people that have gut leaky gut are going to have bone density loss as well, because you're not getting vitamins and minerals properly through the body. But, um, and then cows also have two stomachs. We have one, our complete systems are different. So those are the two worst things. And then I know you mentioned alcohol. Um, alcohol is, is a toxin to the body, no matter what. And I know that's very hard for people to swallow, but it's the truth. If you have one drink, do you notice why you feel drunk? Why do you feel drunk after a few sips of alcohol? Well, because it doesn't have to go through the digestive uh, process. It goes right to the liver and it dumps. And that is what causes us to feel drunk because we cannot process it. So it just toxifies the liver. If you have a toxic liver, you have a toxic gut. If you have a toxic liver and a toxic gut, you have you have struggling kidneys over there as well. And you you are depleting your vitamins. You're depleting your B vitamins specifically when you drink alcohol. Your magnesium is very, very much gone and you're very dehydrated. All the things that really make the body run and function. And even if you get a better choice of alcohol, like a low sugar or a whatever, it's still alcohol. It will yeah. always cause the leaky gut. Yep. Yeah. I think that that, that is a great breakdown and example. We had someone just ask a question, um, in the chat, what about organic wheat and organic dairy? What's your opinion on those two? Well, it also depends on the body. Have you had a food sensitivity test? Do you, do right. you, are you able to consume wheat and gluten? If you are, there are very good, um, organic, gluten-free, ancient grain is a good word to listen, look for. Sprouted is another good word to listen, uh, look for, because sprouting means it gives it energy. It gives it more like triple the vitamins and minerals. And it's all it is, is you soak nuts and seeds and grains, and it kind of sprouts a little, and then you rinse them, dry them out, and it's twice the nutrients. Ancient grains are also, they're very old. They're ancient. That's what we used to have that didn't cause the inflammation in the body. So that's another good thing to look for. But yeah, making sure you don't have a sensitivity to either of those things and also cutting it all out for a couple of weeks. And then if you want to try your organic wheat or your ancient grains or whatever, and you, you don't feel like you've responded um, adversely to it, like you don't feel pain, bloating, gas, or whatever, what have you, then you may be okay to consume it. But you have to remember, even if it's organic, it doesn't mean it's free from molds and other things because grains sit in a big tub after they're picked, they put a top on them and they stick them in a corner ready to package or whatever. Well, mold can grow in there too. So that doesn't mean that that's free from, even if it's organic, it doesn't mean it doesn't have myotoxins. Um, so eating things fresh, 
eating on the outside of the grocery store is a, is a surefire way to know that you are protecting yourself. But if you are struggling with an autoimmune disease, I wouldn't even risk the wheat or the grain, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, give it a couple weeks a month and then reintroduce it and see how you feel. Your body is innately intelligent and it will tell you whether you can have it or not. I remember when I was very sick, I knew I couldn't deal with grains or eggs specifically was a bad one for me. After I ate them, I would feel like I was going to vomit. Like I felt horrible. I could feel my body aching. So I stopped cutting out eggs even before I had a sensitivity test. And then it come to find out that was like the top thing on my list, that and grains and everything else. So your body can tell you and you, you'll know. I feel like you will. If not, yeah. just get the test. <laughs> yeah. I did a sensitivity testing and it was totally on point for, well, some of the things I was really surprised by, I think like cranberry was on there mm-hmm. and sesame seeds. I'm like, what? That's so random. Um, yeah. But I knew that I was sensitive to coconut because whenever I eat anything with coconut oil and, you know, which is really, which really stinks because when you're trying to go dairy free, there, most of the dairy free alternatives have coconut in it. It's like Mm -hmm. coconut milk and coconut yogurt. And well, but when I eat it, I could feel that my throat would just feel a little like a histamine response. And yeah, like I could just tell it wasn't like, you know, anaphylactic or anything, but I was like, something's, something's happening. And I'm very in tune with my body after all the years of chronic illness. So when something comes up, I'm like, I can, I notice it probably more than most people do anyways on my sensitivity test that I did. Coconut showed up is very high. And I was like, yep. So that's the, the testing. There's a lot of allergy testing out there. Um, that I, in my opinion, is not very accurate. But And I have done allergy testings before um, that did not show coconut. So I really didn't trust the test because I knew yeah. I was, you know, sensitive Yeah, I get, I get a really good one. I want it to be third-party tested. So it's tested like three different times. And, and, and that's the validity of it. And not anybody can go and order. It has to be a practitioner. It's a very high quality test. But I did want to speak to one thing you said is the difference between allergies and sensitivities. Yes. Allergies are like um, you are red, you're swollen, you have hives, you stop breathing, you can't breathe really well. You itch, like that's the hives, the red, you break out. That's an allergy. That's like you cannot consume the food period. Because the thing about with allergies is that if you have like a itching and redness the first time, the second time you could have anaphylactic. It can go from kind of mild to very bad really quick. So you have to, you cannot, absolutely cannot consume foods you are allergic to unless you're getting allergy shots to build the immune system up and things like that. You know, see an allergist if you need that. Um, But sensitivities are the responses that you and I talked about. Blood sugar dysregulation is also going to occur because of you're consuming foods you're sensitive to because you are automatically going to get a spike in blood sugar because you're attacking that food. That substance isn't good in the body and it's stressing the body out. When you stress the body out, your blood sugar is going to go crazy high because yet again, it thinks you're going to run from a tiger And so you need a heavy flow, a burst of glucose to give you the energy to do it. So when you eat foods you're sensitive to, your blood sugar is going to respond adversely. Um, And your heart rate, your heart rate goes up too. I I know that after I, if I've accidentally eaten coconut, I can tell because my my heart rate is higher. Yeah, it can, it, it could palpitate. Anything could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Me, I felt very nauseous and sick. I mean, everybody's different, but yeah. Blood regulation, blood sugar regulation, heart palpitations can develop anything. And then a headache, 
brain fog, achy pains, joints, nausea. You, you might not vomit, but vomit's the, vomiting is a side effect. It's still not an allergic reaction. Um, so knowing the difference between those two. And the thing is, is you are every time you consume a food you're sensitive to, you create that low grade inflammation in the body, meaning that your immune system is going to be focusing on the pineapple to kill, which is not really a threat. So when you get sick and a cold or a virus or a bug comes in, the body's busy doing this. So you are going to also be chronically sick at times or always be the one that catches everything because if you're consuming these foods you're sensitive to on a regular basis the body is busy and it can't deal with the real threat and so that's why a lot of people are always get sick all the time i have even you know um breathing problems um what's it called asthma asthma is a leaky gut allergic response so it's leaky gut if you have if you have um, sinus problems, chronic sinus, sinus, sinusitis, look at the gut, look at, you know, look deeper. You know, they made that statement forever ago, all disease starts in the gut. And it's the, the absolute truth. If you want to heal asthma and you want to heal sinusitis, you want to heal all these things, you got to correct the gut because the gut is going to regulate the immune system. Mm-hmm. And I can give you a good example about that if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. So people, for instance, there's everybody knows everything about COVID. So why is it that some people get very sick and even die from COVID and others don't? That's a very, very important question. And the reason is, is because it's your gut microbiome. If you even there are teenagers that have chronically bad leaky gut, but don't display the the very bad symptoms yet because they're still young and their body is able to kind of fix it doesn't mean they don't have it. So even teenagers, if you're eating bad food and you are drinking a lot of beer, you have leaky gut. So if a teenager has gotten really sick, it's because they're not they're not doing the lifestyle habits that they should. But if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, if you have fibromyalgia, if you if you have um, joints, uh, arthr- arthritis, um, rheumatoid, arthritis, any of those things, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you have leaky gut. And so when your body is busy. So I'll use the example of like fire alarms. Okay. So you have chronic pain over here. You have this going on over there. You have that going on over here. You have all these fire alarms that are going off in the body already. And then COVID comes in. Well, so COVID is going to come in and it's going to get nice and comfortable. It's really going to get you sick because the body's so busy. And then when the body finally notices, Hey, there's COVID here, it's going to be too late for you to even be able to get better because you're already going to be so sick because it had time to get you very, very sick. And all of that starts in the gut the, to the degree of which you have dysbiosis or leaky gut and inflammation of the gut. And the most important discovery, I think, right when COVID came out was there's a study on the immune system with this cell called the dendrite cell. And the dendrite cell is what um, gets the troops ready to go fight the bacteria, the disease, whatever's going on in the body. And that signal has to happen. So you have this first signal, it's the innate immunity. And that's where like your body brings out all the troops and it just starts to attack, attack, attack. Kind of like where you get swelling and bruising and something on a boo-boo. That's like your innate response. It gets almost, it creates a lot of inflammation. Well, then the dendrite cell has to come in and say, hold on. I know what this is. It's cool. It's a, it's just a little bug. It's a bacteria. I'm going to go call the guys. They're going to come over and they're going to kill the bug. It's all good. And when the dendrite cell goes, gets the real 
the, the more concentrated, focused immune system. That's the adaptive immune system. And the adaptive immune system is what causes us not to die every day when we smell something, when we get infected with a new cold. It remembers also, there's memory cells in there too that remember, hey, it's cold, I got this, it's done. It's not new. And that was the other thing, COVID was very new. But if your gut microbiome is dysbiotic, the dendrite cell cannot create the signal to the gut microbiome to get the innate immunity there. So you are creating this horrible response. You have upregulated the immune system so much that that inflammation will cause the harm itself. And it, all of it is because the gut's dysregulated. So having your gut microbiome intact and those, those tight joints and sealed is where it's, it's where healing begins. But you have to remember that toxins also play a role. Antibiotics, uh, herbicides, pesticides, the 88,000 chemicals that you go outside and breathe every day. It's, it's dumb. It's cr crazy. And people don't understand why there's autism like crazy out there or nobody can get pregnant anymore. It's all it's all under the same umbrella of the toxins that we have, the lifestyle of overstressing mothers that work full time and take their kids to 100 places and can't have time to cook a, a good meal because they're busy. They get the fast food and their kids are running. You know, it's it's extremely stressful. That's not just estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. It's those other hormones that people forget about. It's also yeah. leptin and ghrelin. Leptin and ghrelin is your hunger and fullness signals. So some people aren't going to get hunger signals or fullness signals because of also the guts dysregulated. So you could be an overeater and you could, mm -hmm. or you don't really get hungry. So you don't eat at all. I mean, it's can go both ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know for me personally, um, when it, on the topic of, you know, women doing too much and our bodies not really being, um, able to sustain that. I know that in America and Western culture, and I am very proud of where, where women have come to, obviously I own two businesses and am very much a type A woman, yeah. but what I've done, the reason I'm way less sick than I was 10 years ago is because I allow myself to rest when I yes. need to rest, mm -hmm. you know? And so women, we just take on so much. We, um, a lot of us are breadwinners. I'm the breadwinner of our household and mothering and making the grocery list and cooking and being the taxi driver and all the things. And at some point we do have to slow down and realize that we can't do it all and that it's okay to take a nap and yeah. you know, all of those things that keep us healthy. So I think just part of our culture and I think that as as a collective, we are starting to shift from wearing the badge of honor of I do everything all the time. And I don't and sleep. I only slept yeah. four hours. How about me? I'm so cool. You just completely right. you you want to gain 100 pounds. Keep doing that. Like that's right. what's going to happen. You know, yes. you, when people don't sleep much, you create blood sugar imbalances. You actually elicit diabetes when you don't sleep. That's sleep profound. You will crave constant glucose to run the brain. So your body's going to crave carbohydrates and the bad foods. And so if, if you're, if you're sacrificing sleep to go wake up and work out at the gym, like a psych in the morning, you might as well sleep because you're going to lose more weight by sleeping than going to the gym. And yeah. that's the other thing about women. We got to look the part. We got to be the part. And it's a lot of that pressure. So I teach women how to empower themselves and, and allow themselves 20 minutes in a day 
And if you cannot find 20 minutes in your day, you've got to rethink your life, period. I you have that. to. Ten, even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening, if you can't do the full 20 minutes in one chunk, okay, that's fine. But you have to find that balance because meditation, for instance, can completely get the hormonal system back into whack. It can completely yes. heal leaky gut in that moment because what you are in is rest and digest. You're not in run from the tiger. You are in relaxation and that's where the body heals. So I teach people how to get themselves in that state. We think we talk about what we can eliminate, what we have to have in our life, what we can get rid of, how we heal that person's gut. I do extensive gut microbiome tests on people. And I'm telling you, those have been lifesavers. You would be so surprised of how many people have these crazy microbes that are very pathogenic. Now you have to have pathogenic microbes in the gut. You need to have salmonella and you need to have C. diff. You need to have E. coli. You need to have all these things, but they have to be in that perfect balance. And when they come out of balance, that's where disease starts. And there's this thing called a lipopolysaccharides, LPS. And it's this little sack that all, like a lot of the microbes are protected with. And it's like, it's a fat and sugar sack, but and that's good. You want that there because you want, you don't want to be, you, 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 they have that sap to protect them from like stomach acid and from um, bile, which is very detoxifying to break it open and destroy it. But when you have leaky gut, that polysaccharides, um, they come out the LPS and that is directly connected to depression, anxiety, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. So leaky gut is not just leaky gut food sensitivities. It's toxic, neurotoxic, yeah. uh, which is why you get the, the foggy brain and you can't make good just choices and decisions. I worked at Lexington Hospital. I still do that on the weekends. I do CAT scan. I'm injecting stuff in people. I'm, I'm imaging their hearts and their brains that just had people had strokes and these it's not just, I don't just do heads. People think CAT scans, just heads. It's very, it's extremely convoluted. Some of the, the heart scans we do, those people are going directly to surgery. And I couldn't think on how to remember to do them. Even though I did one yesterday, it was extremely scary. I couldn't focus. I avoided work because I was afraid to work. Um, but yeah, and it was, a lot of it was because of that lipopolysaccharides coming out and just destroying my brain. Um, and a lot of that shows up on these uh, gut microbiome tests I do. So I get the microbes back into the balance they need to get into. And that takes time and it takes love and effort. Um, and then once you do that, you can start to repopulate and heal. And when you do that, you seal those gaps. You can, you can absolutely heal from it. Um, but those tests are wonderful. I love food sensitivity tests. I love gut microbiome tests. I even like genetic testing because you, you are uh, epigenetics is what, causes our genetic expression to change and cause disease and illness. I did not have a thyroid. I have a line of thyroid disease in my family, but I did not have thyroid disease until that massive stressor hit me. And then that's my weak point and my genetic weak point. And so that's what showed up in my body. It's kind of like, why did I not get, you know, fibromyalgia or why did I not just get, you know, um, arthritis? Why did I get thyroid, th uh, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis? It's because that was in my genetic line. So I love genetic testing because you can get ahead of the gene. You can give yourself nourishment like NAD, CoQ10 and, you know, other things that will help regulate that pathway. If you have methylation issues, you can get ahead of methylation issues. Um, I don't know if I'm losing people with some of these things, but basically, you know, the gene and you can you can kind of keep it in check so that it doesn't even show up. Right. No. Um, 
I know all about epigenetics and methylation. Maybe not everybody does in the community, but um, that was a very good explanation and intro to that. And I love testing as well. Um, and I love the test that you utilize. Knowing something's off and you want to figure it out, you already have like a little bit of stress. So to have to go somewhere and do something, I try to take the stress away and say, here, you just got to poop and poke it with some holes and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to touch on about leaky gut and a little bit of my journey. So whenever I found out that I had leaky gut, I went gluten-free, free and dairy-free for a whole year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I needed to do that long. I just decided that's how long I was going to do it. Yeah. And um, a big part of that journey was getting rid of parasites. And yes. we... Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, so I want to talk a little bit about parasites yeah. with you and how they relate with leaky gut. Um, but for me, it was the hugest part of my healing journey was healing. You know, I had Lyme, I had mold in my blood off the charts. I had co-infections of Lyme. So found that out seven years ago, we, we tackled the Lyme, not me and you, I didn't know you yet. Yeah. Um, but I tackled the lime and the mold first and I got about 80% better, but I still was having headaches after I ate. I still was having extreme fatigue after I ate. And it didn't matter what I ate. If I ate a salad or a hamburger, I was like down after eating. So I just didn't eat very much. Like I wouldn't eat every day till like four so I could function, yeah. you know, because once I would eat, I would get intense brain fog. Yeah, you didn't address the leaky gut. You addressed all the other things, but right. why the root of it has to be addressed. And not that exactly. the root was leaky gut to ca that caused it. It could have been the, the limes or other things that are going to open up and cause leaky gut too. Right. But if you don't, you can heal the co-infections, but you got to work on the gut no matter what. And when I was very dumb to that too. When I first got sick, I was like, no, my practitioner told me, well, we need to heal your gut. And I'm like, my gut's fine. I poop great. That's not what it is. It's not about yeah. pooping. It's 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 a bigger, deeper problem knowing that your cortisol and the stress and co-infections can also create the leaky gut too. And really bad mold. That's why I mentioned the mold with the grains is because yep. if you're trying to heal, you can't have any little things sneak in, not myotoxins, nothing. Mm -hmm. So to avoid it completely, to just build the body back up, because you can get to the point where you can withstand some mycotoxins that have been on foods. Like I would always buy organic nut, um, peanuts. That's a big one. Coffee, dark chocolates, chocolates um, and grains always get those organic. But you can withstand a little bit when you have perfect health, just like right. you can withstand a little bit of E. coli or salmonella or some pathogenic to come in because your immune system's intact, your gut's intact at that point, you can recover, but you can't recover if you've already been sick. Yeah, exactly. And I like to think of it like a bucket. So my bucket was already full with Lyme, mycotoxins, mold, parasites. And then I just had to eat just a little bit of something bad and it would shoot me over and I would be down for the day. But yeah. now, now that I'm healthy um, and I've gotten rid of the parasites, my mold and Lyme and co-infections are gone. I can... I eat gluten now, not every day. I don't, I, most of the time I eat at home, but if I go out to eat, I have a burger because I love burgers and, mm -hmm. but I just don't do it every day. And I don't eat fast food because I, I just, 
personally choose not to do that. Um, but I don't do it every day, but now my body can handle it because my bucket is not overflowing already. Yeah. Now, not that I recommend you going out and get burgers, but I know, I <laughs> you know, know. Like if you do, you do have that occasional outing meal, you can handle it. Otherwise, exactly. some people that I have that are sick can't even handle having like Christmas dinner with their family or Thanksgiving right. dinner. It took them over the edge. Um, but now that's the other reason, like when you, when you do cook at home, cooking with grass fed, um, organic foods, things like that, because guess what parasites love pesticides, herbicides, Lyme's disease, molds, EMFs, the radiation that comes from our cell phones, EMFs. They love that as well. It, uh, dairy, they parasites love dairy, which is another reason why I say, go ahead and just get rid of dairy. Cause if you have a pulse, you have parasites. Yep. It's the degree of which you have them is the other thing. But even me, I did plenty of parasites cleanses and I saw some little white things, but I never saw like long giant worms like Haley got. Um, but at least it freaks you out that there's a big worm inside it, but it's not in you anymore. Like that should be. And people that I've helped that got, cause I do a lot, I do parasite cleanses with everybody because it doesn't just do the parasites. It, it heals the gut. These, these things that I use are multifaceted. They work on mold. They work on parasites. They work on limes. They do all of it because they know that parasites love those things as well. Anything bad parasites fester in love. Um, they love heavy metals. Another thing, like if you have mold, um, if you have uh, lead in the body or you have um, uh, mercury, parasites eat it and they hold on to it. So you could cleanse the body of toxins, but not get the parasites. You still have the toxins because the parasites have consumed them and they are a part of it now. Um, and yeah. they're the bottom feeders. They cause uh, blood sugar imbalances as well. Yeah, they are definitely the bottom feeders. And I... Um... I have, I have a course called Bye Bye Toxins, and we did our first run through earlier this week with a free challenge, and it was a three-day intensive all about toxins, and and even that like so many brands of chocolate, there were several brands of chocolate that got tested, and yeah. they have lead and cadmium in them, yep. and so in even my Bye Bye Toxins, even organic, yeah, because I mean- that's not pesticides, right? I mean, that's, that's lead and, yeah. and that's heavy metals. But you're feeding and, the parasites with that healthy choice. Right. And, and this is not to say that the whole world's terrible and everything's bad and you got to, you, you don't have to be, you got to keep to the basics. I say, even if you did get a, a organic chocolate, it's better than conventional. Um, it, it don't like, don't get over, don't get over scared and paranoid about it, but be right. mindful that these things exist and you need to be careful always buy organic at grass fed pasture raised eggs and meats and things like that. Because even if you buy organic, you still have a degree of pesticides and herbicides because it's in the rain. It's in the environment. Cause we have destroyed that. I do feel like people are way more aware and I feel like it's coming to where we're only going to be organic because European countries are going to be organic and regenerating farms means they use earthworms and bugs and pesticides, not pesticides and the pests, the bugs to, to create the growing farm. Um, yeah. and they are going to do that by year 2025. And so we're going to be, they're going to be a higher threat to us because they're going to have their health. So I think it's only going to be a matter of time before that 
travels over to the U.S. and we are more conscious aware of these toxins and that's killing us and it's going to kill the people that fight our wars as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And um, in my, to circle back just really quick, to help people not feel so overwhelmed when they start to become aware of the toxins that are some of the toxins we cannot control. Like you mentioned, the toxins that are just floating in the air from emissions, from fuel, from gas, you know, we've got airplanes, airplanes, it's, it's everywhere, but there are a lot of the toxins that we can control. And Mm -hmm. in that bye-bye toxins challenge that I have is a PDF document that I created that has, um, and everybody in the Crunchy Club community has access to that, um, has, it's 11 pages of all of my brands that I have researched that are clean, that do third-party testing, testing. There's even rice in there that I recommend that is sprouted and grains that are sprouted that are third-party tested for heavy metals and molds and mycotoxins. So, so if you guys missed the bye-bye toxin challenge last week, don't worry. If you're in the country club community, you have that document that you can refer to print it out, put it on your fridge and you can see which brands you and put a coffee in your purse. When you go to the store, you'll have it or take pictures of it with your yeah. phone. Yeah, and totally. It, it, you, you did hit on it. Like even rice um, that comes from China, that's not organic, has um, arsenic in it. Arsenic. Really, really bad. And, and chicken is another reason why you need to buy the organics because they put, they put arsenic in chicken to make it red and pretty and plump, but it's arsenic. It's horrible. You kill people with arsenic. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah. yeah. And then, and, and that's another thing I teach people. I teach people how to detox every single day because you need a degree of just some extra greens or some extra little things that I teach people to de- detox on a daily basis because toxins are fat soluble. That means that they stay in the fat cells and they do that to protect us. Because you don't want those things to circulate through the blood system and kill you or go right to the brain. The fat holds on to it so that it doesn't hurt you. So things like saunas are great and sweating and movement and exercise because you pull stuff out of fat cells. Um, And so those are the kind of things we teach people. I teach people how to detox with like a a certain kind of recipe for a smoothie or certain things they do. But it's one step at a time. I'm right there with you as far as having lists. That's great. But just switching out this week, a couple of things, a couple of things every week. You don't have to go out and buy everything fresh and be a psychopath like I was because I did. <laughs> um, you can just do a few things at a time like this mascara runs out. Well, this is the choice I'm going to go for next. This lipstick ran out. I'm going to get this one. This lotion ran out. This shampoo ran out. Um, this cleaning, this bleach I use, um, I, I'm going to get a different kind of cleaner. And then that's when you can have Haley's list in your purse or on your fridge. Say, Hey, I got to go to the store. I'm going to pick this up instead. So don't get overwhelmed. You know, l- l- the clean 15 and the dirty dozen is a great thing to pull up on your phone when you're at the grocery store. If it's dirty, get it organic. If it's clean, you don't have to worry about it. So right. Teaching people these tools is what I'm very good at because I don't want people to get more stressed. If you're already sick, you already don't feel good. You can't be stressed out because then you have this self-sabotaging mindset that comes in. This is too much. I can't do it. I'm just going to be sick and die forever. I mean, you get very dramatic when you're sick. You're very dramatic. Oh, yes. I remember being very dramatic and being in my victim 
whenever yeah, I was very sick. Why me? But it's it's but it's beautiful because it's God trying to tell you you have migraines, you can't get pregnant, you have leaky gut, you have Hashimoto's. You you have to listen to the signal the body is telling that you need to focus on. And if you do that, if you listen to your inner knowing, you will you can create health and wellness. And that's why this community is wonderful. And I offer when people work with me, I offer them love, respect, 24 hours. I respond to them because when you're sick, support is so important and quite being able to ask somebody a question like, you know, this this is is a range where you guys can ask questions as well. I mean, it's and you get handouts and things. So I think it's it's a win win support and love is so important. It is. So if people want to work with you, where should they go? What is your website? So it's easy, I think, and we can put it somewhere for them to see, but it's yeah. uh, radiantholistichealing.net. And there is where you can contact me. My work phone's on there, my email. You can direct me directly email me that, or you can get in touch with Haley and she can connect you to me as well. I do health talks around Columbia. If you do live here, um, I do. I try to focus on free education. Um, you know, when you work with me, that's not going to be necessarily free, but I do love things like this and, and, and helping the community out because I feel like if I knew anything of what I'm saying, just a little inkling of it when I was sick, I never would have gotten that sick. So I feel like being loving and kind and, and putting the information out could be enough to just light a switch or make a change and it completely changed that person's life. I totally agree. And I love that. I love your philosophy. You have such a big heart and you are so, such an amazing healer. And I'm just so honored that you were here today. I do want to bring you back. I think you're going to come back in February. Is it February for immune support? I don't remember, but for sure I can do it all. (laughs) You're going to come back in May when we focus on May in the crunchy club is going to be all about stress reduction oh, yeah. and I, mindset and meditation. So I want to bring you back in May to talk yeah. specifically about that because I know you're passionate about that as well. We have several other guest speakers in May. I have one that's going to come on and do EFT tapping and teach us how to do that. And so there's going to be a lot of great stuff. But I think having you come on and really talking about more in depth in May about this, what stress does to our body and how oh, we can yeah. reduce it will be really really helpful to the community. So I'm excited to have you back in May. Um, Is there any questions for Kristen? Um, That concludes today's episode in the Crunchy Club podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to learn further from me, you can catch me over on Instagram at thecrunchy.club as well as Roots and Leaves Info. You can sign up for my email newsletters on both of my websites to get holistic remedies and natural product information dropped straight to your inbox. You are also always welcome to join the Crunchy Club membership where we deep dive with our guest speakers and I personally teach you how I healed from all of my debilitating ailments. That's it for now, friends. And remember, your body has the power to heal and you are your own best doctor.